0: What up to my community? Thank you so much for joining us for what is now episode 81 of Creative Ambiance. Really appreciate you all tuning in week in and week out. As a reminder, we do this bi-weekly, telling the stories and sharing the codes with some of the most talented creatives and individuals that you should know about. We've been on a tear lately, the past few episodes, which include... Joe Kay, followed up by Full Crate, and this next guest is no stranger to the pod. We got Adrian Kerr returning for the third time on Creative Ambiance. If you haven't listened to those first couple of episodes with him, I highly suggest that you do so. Adrian has been on a tear himself lately, providing so much value and unique content and information to creatives around the world was only right that we had to have a mom to talk about it this is just one of those ones man let's get into it here's episode 81 of creative ambiance
1: with adrian purr what's up man it's adrian purr and you are tuned in to creative ambiance
0: what up people welcome back to ambiance podcast back for the third time sitting next to me is that boy adrian purr the first 3 peak guests that i've ever had on the show and for good reason how you
1: how you feeling brother man first of all thank you this is crazy actually to be the first one to do it three times i'm honored
0: bro there's a reason for it too because i feel like it's a popular demand thing every time i have you on one of the most viewed one of the most most listened to podcasts and i think that's because a lot of people resonate with what you're saying and also it's
1: (laughs) kind of stirs some shit up too like if you you look at like (laughs) you know i just i just feel like If nobody's going to say what I want to say, I I feel, well, I feel like if I feel what I'm saying, if that makes sense, there's got to be other people who feel the same way. But people are scared to get canceled. I'm not scared to get canceled. You know, I mean, I won't say really, really, you know, I won't say terrible, terrible shit. But like it's the it's the PC culture that I feel like scares people away from being them true selves. And it's like, you know what? might as well be the guinea pig what is the pc culture political correctness
0: political correctness culture yes okay
1: it's just it's just the you know
0: it's a little sensitive nowadays it is very sensitive nowadays i feel like you say things that people think but like you said are too scared to say out loud
1: yeah absolutely I, i think that's all it is like you know i don't think i'm being any different i'm just being somebody's true self that they wish they could be or what they could say and if they feel it it's like I hope it encourages them to to be themselves and live their you know their their true self yeah why do you think it is that people are too scared to
0: speak on the things that they may be thinking about is it like a societal pressure or is it that they don't want to be judged by others what do you think is the reason
1: I think it comes from validation you validation. know, validation in different ways, whether it be your boss or your peers or you want to fit into a certain friend group or you want to you aspire to be part of a certain group. You know, it's OK to have your own views. You know, I'm, I'm friends with whether it be a whole bunch of Republicans or Democrats far left, far right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I not to say I don't I don't completely judge them by their views, but ultimately I, I judge somebody by their interaction with me and um as long as it's not too radical and it doesn't harm me or harm the people that i'm in immediate contact with in my circle then who am i to judge you for your views you know yeah like i don't think i don't think somebody being homophobic is a reason for me to not see what this person's viewpoint may be, whether I agree with it or not. Are they gonna be my friend? Maybe not, I'm not homophobic, right? Let's say somebody who wore the MAGA hat. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends who've worn the MAGA hat. It doesn't change their interaction with me. Now, if it starts spilling into their workplace or they do inappropriate things, then that's where I'm like, okay, I can't <laughs> I can't mess yeah. with that, you know what I mean? But mm. under no circumstances do I feel like somebody's views is a reason why I'm not open-minded to hear where they're coming from or, you know, try to understand their perspective and why they may feel that way.
0: Yeah, so just kind of staying open-minded with people's point of view on things. And I think that's, like, refreshing to hear, you know, in today's age, especially with things in the past three four years become so divisive. Yeah. I think it's important to be listening to both sides, you know what I mean? Because... We're kind of in this type of culture where it's like you got to be on one side or the other. And if you're on that side, you have to agree with all the views. But
1: every side is flawed. Like Every side. You know, every side has their own propaganda. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Nazis didn't know what they were fighting for. A lot of them. Like the propaganda that, you know, the German country was, was preaching to them. Be a hero for your country. Not knowing what they were doing was really fucked up. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying... I empathize for those people who did what they did, but what they were being told, like the brainwashing behind, you know, like what they must have been told to, to feel that way or act that way. Like, by no means is it acceptable. Yeah. Right. And now I say that I say that I say that, please. I am not anti-Semitic whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I say that because I've seen this movie. What is it? All Quiet on the Western Front. And all these war movies are told from the perspective of the Allies. And this movie was told from the perspective of the Axis in World War One. Okay. And it made you realize, like, man, these people don't know what they're fighting for. Just like all these people from Russia, mm-hmm. right, invading Ukraine. They have... A lot of them have no fucking idea. Yeah. They're, they're, we're both just people at the end of yeah. the day. You know what I mean? Just like, uh, you know, the famous story, the World War I story, where it was christmas day Mm -mm. and they're like it's christmas they're both on the front line they ended up just playing cards with each other exchanging cigarettes because at the end of the day we're just people man and you know i think every side is brainwashed to a certain extent about what their views about what their views are what's correct what's not and um yeah, I just like to stay open.
0: Absolutely, man. I'm the same way. I like to stay like kind of just open-minded to both. I have a lot of friends similar to you that are on both sides. And I think it does you a service to get opinions from both sides and just like really allows you to kind of cultivate your own thoughts and opinions. You know what I mean? Rather than like adopting the opinions of somebody else, like you get to actually form that for yourself, which is I think what being a human being is all about.
1: Yeah, man, you have to you have to know what the bad is to know what good is. Yeah, to you, do. to what good is to you, you know. Because mm-hmm.
0: that that line is different for everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you said, like if somebody is homophobic, like you don't condone that. But at the end of the day, like that's their view on things. But if you were, in fact, gay, then that might be, like, a a line where it's just, like, immediately fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that type of concept or scenario, I feel like, applies to, like, every different, I don't know, topic for Right. Everybody. Yeah.
1: You know, like, going back to that homophobic topic, you know, like, <laughs> I I don't support it. I think we should be inclusive of, of every body, every sexuality, every gender. Yeah. But, um... You never know how they were raised Mm -hmm. you know i mean they could have been raised in a family who was completely homophobic and they were never taught that so you can understand why they're like that yeah i'm not the person i might not be the person to to change their point of view but i can understand why they might act that way and i i have faith that people can change you know my views have changed along the way we're humans we're constantly evolving and yeah i wanted to speak on that too because
0: the last time you came on this podcast it was 2021 the one before that, it was 2020. and I feel like just your own life has changed so much since those years, right? You were completely, not a completely, but you were a different person in 2020, different person in 2021, and different person in 2023. And it's been really dope to watch you grow into different stages of your life and so much has happened. So how would you describe like this
1: current state of AP compared to, I don't know, those previous times that you came on the show? I feel like, I'm the 2018, 2019 AP all over again. Mm, What do you mean by that? I feel like I'm in so many radical things that happened in my life in 2022, life-changing. And I've just been kicked into a new gear. You know, when I moved out here in 2018, just back up against the wall, you know, I'm figuring things out. And I feel like I'm not the only one in that place. There's so many creatives, business owners, entrepreneurs that are like, yo, what's going on there's like a shift in 2023 I feel like there's a resurgence of of a grind yeah it it feels different everybody's just re-inspired re-motivated and I think a lot of this has to do with this is the first real year back open completely that's very true because last year or the year before that was like half right somewhat but like we were getting used to it again and we were all wilding out that's true it was different
0: (laughs) when it was outside opened up it was expensive yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) i mean not only that is like we were yeah we were wilding like (laughs) for for those who could we were experiencing vacations again we were we were traveling again you know work was booming Mm -hmm. and now it just feels like regular life
0: like we lived
1: in such a fairy tale because after when things started opening up end of 2020 and then 2021 you know if you really grinded it out you were working like shit was popping and that's because we were making up for what we lost in 2020 in 2022 if you're already on that wave you you just you riding it yeah 2023 back to reality Mm -hmm. it feels like where we were 2018 2019 you gotta, you know, it's, it's constantly adapting, reinventing yourself. Like, you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over. So that's just where I feel like I'm at. Like, how do I adapt? I, I haven't reached a, my ceiling as a director or a photographer or a professional in any means, but if I don't adapt, like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get left behind. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah.
0: I feel like it's a constant theme that you've kind of preached in the past is that that work ethic takes consistent development and it takes consistent showing up every single day and not getting content with what's happened because for you you've i feel like you've achieved some really dope milestones for yourself and you've done some really dope things in your career but it seems like you're not letting that get to your head and you're keeping your foot on the pedal right
1: yeah man like i'm grateful for everything that i've been able to do everybody who's ever given me an opportunity to shine but yeah I don't know I just I treat my wins like my losses and I'll say this I hate losing more than I like winning and and that might sound toxic but it's it's real man like I I've taken so many L's Mm -hmm. you know and it just continues driving me to just excel you know and I've had business deals go wrong I've I've had you know, so many video treatments that I've sent in as a director that don't get picked, bro, I literally direct probably three to five percent on what I write on. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's that's every, that's every director. I'm, I feel like I'm lucky because I know music producers who are super lit that maybe only like one song of one production of theirs out of like a thousand that they make. Wow. Might be a hit. Might be. Everybody's just kind of (laughs) <laughs> just throwing darts at the dartboard you know yeah this, this creative field is not for the fan of heart and that's just what it is you know everybody has a everybody can make a podcast mm-hmm. everybody can be a photographer so it's like I just gotta constantly figure it out as I go
0: yeah and I feel like you're doing that currently with like a, a lot of different ventures that you uh, have started either in the past year or the uh, pre- or previous to that, right? You're like you have this new wave of TikTok that you're doing, which I want to get into definitely. <laughs> I know you have a new yeah. LLC you opened up, so definitely want to get into that. But first, I wanted to touch on uh, some of these pivotal changes that you're talking about that happened in 2022. I know that um, there's a few of them, but one of them is the the passing of your father, right? Yeah. So if you're okay with talking about it, can you talk about how that kind of impacted your life last year and and what that's done to you in, ter- in terms of shaping you into this like new version of yourself?
1: Yeah, man. Actually, I feel like a lot of what's driving me now is because I'm filling in the shoes that that my dad left. So it's not just me that I got to show up for. I'm showing up for, for the shoes my dad left behind, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that was, he was supporting my mom. He was supporting the family in different ways, you know, and... At first it crippled me i felt like it was going to cripple me um but i like to find the silver linings and everything um and not to say i wasn't motivated prior because i was i was going yeah you were but it just kicked me into a gear that i didn't know existed i knew eventually it was going to happen at some point in my life but it happened when i didn't expect it it was just so sudden Like, one, (laughs) yeah, just one morning, he was there, and that night, he never said a word again. So quick. Crazy. Yeah. And it just, nothing about his passing necessarily made me more motivated. It was more so, I just got to show up in an even bigger way than I did before to make up him not being there for my family physically or, or financially, whatever way it was emotionally, I got to be there for the both of us. And, um, I think it's been my biggest motivator. Kind of
0: like doing it in his name, right? Yeah. I feel that, man. And it's, it's kind of hard. Cause like you, like you explained something so un, un, Expected? How are you supposed to prepare for something like that? Like you know what I mean? Like (laughs) our generation, like I think we're the same age, somewhere within like the five three to five year gap. It's like you don't expect shit like that to happen until you're probably like well into your forties, fifties,
1: sixties, right? Yeah, man. So he was healthy. He never had a heart attack. Never had a stroke. Wow. Like it just happened. (laughs) It caught us by surprise. Mm -hmm. The event. I'm, I'm actually in the process of like making a film about it have wow. like a yeah, I somewhat no, actually that whole day was a blur. That happened on the day of my gallery. Oh shit. In San Francisco. The gallery you did. Was it the, yeah. the We Are
0: Golden no, Gallery No, it um
1: it's called Parasa Cultura, the okay. one I did in October. It was um during the one I did in San Francisco. So, long story short, I wake up in the morning, the morning of my gallery, see my mom, uh, didn't see my dad. I think he was, like, still sleeping or whatever. Saw my dog, told my mom, hey, I'll see you guys there tonight. I'm going to go prepare for the gallery. Went to go grab my coffee and my breakfast, made my way to the gallery in San Francisco. I got a call from my mom. She was crying. She's like, your dad fell, and he, like, can't get up. Mm. And I was like, I'm turning around. I'm absolutely turning around. She was like, No, it's okay. Like, I'll just see you there later. I was like, What are you fucking talking about? I'm turning my ass around. Like, I got one dad. I could do a fucking gallery whenever. Yeah. Turn my ass around home. I arrive home, probably like, maybe seven minutes. I'd been driving for like 15. I get back in seven. I was driving my Jeep like 120. Sheesh. Bro, I was running reds. I was going around. I was zooming around, motherfuckers, man. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> man, the only difference between me and an ambulance, I had no siren. <laughs> I pulled up home, seen an ambulance there, went into my parents' bedroom. The paramedics were already there. I said, Dad, what happened? And he was like, "Uh, you can't really make out what he's saying they're trying to pick him up and I guess like he he fell or whatever and um I was like dad you can hear me right like are you good and he responded he was making noises he had a stroke um he never had a stroke before so I was like okay he's gonna be fine he'll recover from this and I was asking him questions I was like can you see me and uh he was responding just fine they put him out on the stretcher taking him out The front porch and I looked at him. I was like, Dad, don't don't bullshit me. You're you're good, right? Like you can hear me. And this is the first time I had ever seen vulnerability in my dad's eyes. Wow. Ever in my fucking life. And I said, Okay, if you could if you could see me and hear me, how many fingers am I holding up? And it took him like 30 seconds maybe to answer. And he was like, two. I was like, you weren't guessing, right? like don't don't bullshit me like don't do this just so i'm not scared yeah and he was like "Uh," like hard to to respond because when you you have a stroke like one side of your brain is shutting down or there's a blood clot so one side of his body was paralyzed wow they put him into the ambulance and um i said i'll see you at the hospital like i didn't give a fuck about my gallery at this point right yeah yeah how could you like i had i think i had like over a thousand people RSVP'd to go. I was ready to shut that shit down, man. It must be crazy.
0: Sorry to cut you off, but to go from like a state of just being excited and just have this like mindset of this beautiful gallery that you put together in the name of your culture as well
1: to just complete one eighty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of emotions. That's all that mattered to me at this point. Like I didn't give a fuck. Like I could do the gallery the next week. I didn't have to do it at all. Yeah, It's just like, sorry, my family comes first. And they closed the door. And for some reason, I decided to go around to the side. I was like, I want to say one last thing. And I was like, Dad, I love you. I'll I'll see you later, okay? And it took all the fucking strength in him to muster up whatever his last words might have been was like is your gallery ready are you ready did you set up and i I said no i was on the way but i don't care anymore i'm not gonna go do that and he couldn't say anything after that and they closed the doors and that was the last words he ever spoke ever like he from there he just declined me and my mom did not hear a single word from him ever, ever again like Brought him to the hospital, took him to the ICU, did a couple surgeries. Five days later, he was gone. Wow. Yeah. So
0: what does that mean to you, that last message? that
1: To fucking keep going. Like, how is it the last three words? Five words, whatever. Is your gallery ready? Is your gallery ready? Four words. Yeah, four words. words. <laughs> <laughs> how, is it the, how is the last handful of words that you say to your kid? something that has nothing to do with I love you, I'll see you later, or take care of your your mom for me. It had everything to, it's just just like him. It's just like, keep pushing forward. Yeah, You got this. Mm -hmm. Granted, he didn't know it was going to be his last handful of words, but it was just so symbolic to me. Yeah. And it just let me know, like, yeah, fuck, I got to go through with this like if this is the last thing my dad's gonna say to me i gotta go through with it man like there's no bitching out now i show up to the gallery not in the mood for it just i think there was like 900 something or so people that showed up It was crazy hometown loves it was oh yeah back in the hometown too bro it was packed beyond belief and and not to shade the gallery or whatever but i couldn't wait for it to be over i just had to put on a face like thanks for coming and everybody was like praising me i love what you're doing for the culture i had to do all these interviews and and when i say i had to do all these things like i put myself in this position to to do these things and and i'm appreciative of it but Mm -hmm. that's the last thing on my mind man i could not wait to go to the hospital that night of course and just leave and everything was over Pull up to the after party for like five minutes. I was like, I can't be here, y'all celebrating whatever. Pop your bottles, but I just I can't do it. Was the gallery successful too? It was it was incredible. Like I can't believe nine hundred something people came out, bro. Yeah, I felt like a fucking rapper. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I felt, <laughs> bro. It was nuts. Seeing out an entourage, bro. I I don't even have an entourage. I feel like it's just me, Shayna, who's incredible. Um, my girlfriend she wasn't able to make it at that she was a she was out of town but i mean Mm. i really just be rolling up with like three four people so i guess that's an entourage but like it's all supporters basically
0: yeah it's it's, it's
1: just like family to me Mm -hmm. and um yeah that night was just painted differently yeah it it was a, a groundbreaking night for so many different reasons but I'll always look at that day as a day that gave me this newfound extra strength. Mm. That's a day that my my life changed. Absolutely. In different ways, it was sent me to a new chapter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And post that, how have you proceeded? Like, are you, this new mindset you have, is it like a new perspective? And can you kind of explain what that new perspective is like for you? Um,
1: my perspective hasn't necessarily changed because i've always the things that i'm doing now i've always believed in it just kicked it into a higher gear okay um as her family i've always loved my family i've always put them first so not much change in that aspect but when it comes to i ain't got time to play no motherfucking games with nobody that's just That was already what it was, but now it's just... Amplified. Yeah, 10 times. Like, if it ain't serving no real purpose, I ain't got time for it. Yeah, so it sounds like you're, like,
0: even more intentional now with just going overdrive with everything that you got going on. Man, and if you were already doing what you were doing at the level you were doing it at, man, I can't wait to see what the fuck's about to come next with this... this, uh, this amplified drive that you got man, right now. I hate that I gotta go to sleep. That's crazy. That's what. That's how you're feeling right now.
1: Yeah, I hate that I gotta go to bed, man. Um, if you didn't die, <laughs> you know what I mean? If it didn't feel so good to sleep, I I wouldn't. Right now, at least, I got so much ground to cover. I mean, eventually, I wanna work myself to be free. Yeah. You know what I mean? and And that's the thing, freedom isn't free, <laughs> you know? time costs money yeah and the longer you stay in this perpetual motion of I will work a little bit so I can enjoy a little bit the harder it'll be later in life to just be free I see my dad work until he fucking died yeah I don't want to be there there's so many people who are there and you know and not to say people who are doing that is wrong I just I've always had that mindset. I don't ever want to be working that late in my life.
0: So with that said, what is an ideal life for you later on? Like, what is, what do you want to obtain? Do you want to obtain the type of life where you're retiring at a certain age and you have passive income supporting you or?
1: Yeah. Okay. One hundred percent, building the companies that I have now, hoping one of these ventures stick. Cause I mean, they're all moderately doing well yeah but i gotta i'm still dedicating all my time to it you know it's not at a point yet where it's sufficient itself you know sufficient by itself Mm -hmm. so i don't know when it'll happen but i'm building towards that
0: yeah yeah and and can you i mean we kind of talked about this last time you were on too um the importance of creating multiple streams of revenue for yourself as you're yeah. doing right now, right? To set yourself up to get to that stage in life. So can you explain like how you've done that with your own situation currently?
1: I mean, I have this thing called a REIT, R-E-I-T. It's a real estate investment portfolio. You don't own houses outright to your name, but you, you it's like a It's like a mutual fund. Okay. Or not a mutual fund. It's like an ETF. Okay. But for property. Um, I still have my stocks, which (laughs) stocks aren't doing too hot right now, but I don't plan on selling them. Yeah. Um, And I just have my companies that I'm growing, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to get to a spot where I could just direct what's going on in the company and, and have people do the editing and directing and producing so that i could just be hands off they hired i don't want them to hire me for a director every single gig like i want them to hire the company because they know if i have my hand within this this company you know you're going to get that caliber of quality and storytelling because you trust all of my directors all of my photographers videographers and whatnot like an agency basically Okay yeah
0: have you have you realized that like you going a thousand miles per hour and going so hard is not sustainable for a long term is that why you're kind of wanting to just figure out ways to step back and like let your your reputation and your money work for itself i mean i always knew that okay
1: (laughs) i'm going 110 miles per hour until i'm like i don't know 40 because the last thing i want to do is be working until i'm 65 yeah like working at a moderate pace And, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you do.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: never had a problem with that. I just don't see myself working until I'm 62, 63, 64, living for the weekends. While I'm healthy, while I'm young, I'm going to work myself away and enjoy it at a younger age. Hopefully, by the time I'm in my 40s, I'm more free. And you've always had this mindset, you said, kind of? Yeah, yeah. Like, I work this hard so I can... (laughs) beef i work this hard so i could be free earlier in life yeah like you said money i mean freedom isn't free no it's not man time costs money like your free time really there's a price to pay and that's just what it is unfortunately (laughs) you know and fortunately and unfortunately you know i mean we don't we all seen communism doesn't work you know i mean like you get shitty quality all around but um yeah i never intended to grind 100 miles per hour until the day i died no fuck, <laughs> fuck that i grind this hard just so i could be freer later on man and when i i'm gonna just reach a finish line sooner that's all do you think though like you're saying
0: this now right do you think that at a certain point let's say you get to that golden age of like 40 whatever that that that's that age comes do you think that you're just gonna be so like gun ho on just like the process like you just love the process of getting successful or just just winning in your field that you're gonna get to that age and you're just gonna be like damn like my appetite has kind of grown you know what i mean To a bigger thing you know I- hell no <laughs>
1: No? I do not want to live Elon Musk's life bro okay I want to live the chill easy life me my wife my kids whenever that may be in the future my family bro and just fucking chill okay just that's always been the goal yeah like if I can move to a fucking island or wherever it may be and just sit with my big wad of cash and my businesses are booming bro that's that's the goal because I mean you can't do that without setting yourself up for it you can't just yeah. fucking live freely wherever it may be without having to worry about how to pay for shit man like i'm, I'm gonna work my ass off build that up and i'm out of here yeah bro the day that i become fuck you rich all social media deleted <laughs> jeez that that fuck you money's different yeah, yeah man i don't know why these rich motherfuckers be out on instagram flexing if i was that rich i ain't got it hit you'd be hit away i'd be tucked <laughs> don't ask me for shit (laughs) i ain't because yeah man that's the goal it's always been the goal and that's that's why i work so hard right now you know and that's that's always been the motive
0: Mm -hmm. and i think it's gonna make it that much sweeter when you obtain that status for yourself because you knew you know you put the work in to deserve the lifestyle that you created for yourself you know and i think we both know this that a lot of people want what comes with that but aren't willing to put the work in to get there right and you're putting the work in now so when motherfucker see you at 40 45 like and i want to talk about this too like oh damn like adrian he must have had a, a rich family he must have <laughs> been set up with all of these opportunities this and that you know what i mean like you can't say that like you're putting you've been putting in the work and you're not even halfway
1: finished like you're still as you're saying going into overdrive yeah man it's I'm surprised every time I get those comments, but, I mean, it just, it just lets me know I'm, I'm on the right path. I'm in the right direction for people to think I must have had, like, super rich parents or a really privileged upbringing. It's funny. My mom made a comment um, to that post. She's like, you should let them know that we was homeless 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit's crazy. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's been a grind. It's been a fucking grind. Yeah. And speaking on the freedom
0: piece, I think I think this is like applicable to a lot of the listeners. That's why I'm gonna say it is a lot of people are I feel like are looking for that dream job that is gonna allow them to quote unquote like do what they love for a living, Mm -hmm. right? Which is a very rare status to achieve. Like I feel like you have to without said, you have to work a lot of jobs that you fucking hate. To get to that job that you quote unquote love to do. And you don't have to work a day in your life. Yeah. But also for some people, maybe the dream job isn't necessarily doing what you love for work. Maybe it's doing something that you may not love, but it allows you to live a life that you love outside of that job. You know what I mean? That's what I've been thinking about also too. I agree.
1: Get you to whatever gets you to that end goal, whatever's most efficient. For me, this is efficient. Yeah, like I want to get to the finish line faster, so I'm gonna do it this way. There's no one method that's the end-all, be-all. You know what I mean? Like I, like we said last time, man. If you work in corporate, if you're working that nine to five, don't quit that shit, man. Don't be stupid. Yeah, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) get them benefits, bro. I know a lot of graphic designers or other creatives that work these jobs that they might not necessarily love. But you do that long enough and you fuel your creative side, whatever it may be, you know, it it lets you create without worrying about paying for your bills. And we spoke Mm -hmm. about that last time, you know, it's just whatever, (laughs) by any means necessary, bro. And, And for me, this is my any means necessary. It just depends where your end goal is at. Yeah, and it, I, I,
0: feel, I feel like you know this too. It's like you're very blessed to be able to do something that you do love because you do love filmmaking. You do yeah. love that different aspects of it. So it's even sweeter when you create a life for yourself like you have that where you're making a
1: sustainable great amount of money from something that you also love. It is. It's definitely a blessing, but <laughs> don't get me wrong. I done done a lot of video making and photo taking for shit that i can't stand and i would never do anymore weddings can't do it really fucking can't stand it (laughs) respect to those who can there's a lot of money in it there is but see it's one of those things money ain't shit like it's not it's it's not shit for me to put myself in a situation to work being micromanaged by somebody's mom or a bridezilla or a, a husband whoever it may be like dog you are hiring me For my look, for whatever it may be, you saw the photos that I took from this one wedding. I'm gonna do it this way. You is not about to micromanage the fuck out of me. Yeah, no. (laughs) Those are the those are probably the most difficult clients, is the wedding clients. Um, for me, it has been. But I mean, I've also done some boring, soul-sucking corporate shit. Mm, I, dude, (laughs) I would look at my my watch and be like, damn, you telling me only thirty minutes went by these past three hours? fuck am I doing here yeah so you know I've taken a lot of L's man I've been a fucking cable wrangler Mm. a light plugging inner a fucking c-stand setter upper but yeah I mean ultimately it all landed me to where I am today you know I, I I'm blessed to have gone through all the bullshit yeah Yeah. and you have to do that for yourself right like you have to work those those shitty jobs that we're
0: talking about to put yourself in the position and i think it goes back to the freedom part that you said right now right like you don't have to necessarily hoe out for jobs like for gigs like you created a a situation for yourself where you can pick and choose the jobs you want to take and that's a sense of freedom that not everybody can obtain
1: yeah yeah man took a lot of years to get to that though (laughs) yeah a lot of trial and error man how many how many years you been doing it now I first picked up a video camera probably 2010, 2011. 2010,
0: 2011. Wow.
1: I didn't start doing it full-time maybe until 2014. Okay. And then I quit my last job. I worked at a candy store. Candy I store? 20, I think 2014 or so. Oh, and shit, I said, I'm man. never working. No motherfucking job ever again after this. No. Wow! Yeah. And I just went full balls to the wall, and you know, I had a little pushback from family, but you know, uh, I think they're all right with it.
0: (laughs) They are, yeah. And it takes a certain type of belief in yourself to go for something like that,
1: right? And delusion. Delusion, okay. Delusional confidence. (laughs) Delusional confidence. Real shit, man. Like me in 2014, I I had the same confidence I do now. I think a lot of it is what drove me into these rooms, into these opportunities. Like I believed in myself. I think a a big, an upper, an upper hand that I had was having somebody believe in my vision, the way I believed in my vision. Like I would talk to whether it be a commissioner or an executive producer or whoever it may be to give me these opportunities. Like, no, I promise you, I'm the person for this. Mm. Yeah.
0: And whether or not you what did you know you were the person for it or is it is there an aspect to it of you like playing the part you know what i mean too even if you're not quite that person yet like just playing the part of you being the person for that job if that makes sense is that
1: yeah no that makes sense i wasn't always prepared but i one thing i always knew about myself is i'm gonna learn (laughs) okay i'm gonna learn on set man like when i did um I did this thing for what was it for juneteenth okay right did this performance live performances and shit for uh uh, leon bridges oh right this was a huge program you know i mean they had the dude from good morning america they had barack obama they had all it was a huge prime time television program i get on that set as a director there was probably like 70 people on set waiting for me to give them the direction where, where i want shit placed how I, just so many things the, the live stream aspect of it the the content capturing the interview portion was i ready for that fuck no <laughs> fuck no so you telling me this motherfucker over here who's 45 and a shot every single tv special is gonna ask me these fucking important questions about my direction was i ready for that shit Fuck no. But you know, I'm in these rooms and on these on these sets for a reason. So I fucking might as well believe that I can't. Yeah. Rather yeah. than being scared that I might fuck up. You know what I mean? Like you don't step up to the free throw line if you LeBron Actually, I take that back. I I am no fucking LeBron. I am not the goat. Make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't you don't step up to the line as like a, a Clay Thompson, you know, on a game seven elimination game and you're down fucking one point and you got two free throws left you don't step to that free throw line am i capable of making this shit that's a good way to put it you know like yeah. i'm stepping up to the plate ready to hit that home run even if i fucking struck out two two fucking at-bats before i'm ready to fucking make that free throw even if i missed before bro like i just have the mentality like if i keep throwing these motherfucking darts bro that shit gonna hit the bullseye eventually so if i can carry on with that mindset I mean, it can't hurt me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, unless I'm not improving, then yeah, it could hurt me. Mm-hmm. But if I am self aware enough to know where I fuck up, to understand where I can improve, then I think you're only holding yourself back if you don't think that you're capable of being in the positions that you're in. That's a good point. And if you put it that way, it's like you're here for a
0: reason, regardless of whatever situation that you're in or wherever you're at. If you're self-doubting yourself, you, I feel like you should always tell yourself, like, you're here for a reason. You know yeah. what I mean? You're in that room, whatever that room is, for a reason. They put you there. You were brought there. And I think I had an episode with Joe not too long ago, and he kind of talked about this uh, the aspect of potential. Like, did you get yourself to that room? Yes. Like, was it hard, whatever you had to do to put yourself in that position to capitalize on the opportunity? Like, yes, you, you did that for yourself. Now it's like, what are you going to do? With that situation i feel like that's what separates the good ones from the great ones it's like can you capitalize on what you did to put yourself in that position right
1: you know that eminem song lose yourself that intro yeah dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> what is it it's like lose yourself <laughs> no no, no there's you? like that there's like that iconic monologue that he says oh it? i know what you're talking about we seize the moment some, some shit like that yeah. man i gotta hear it now bro on. Wait, you gotta play i'm, it. You a, I'm gotta play. It up. I'm it up just yeah. the intro of lose yourself bro you gotta you gotta approach life like rabbit did man yeah like an eight mile you're right he's, he's over here doing that let's let's
0: see what he was saying yeah, yeah that, that's that, facts
1: that's facts right there yeah man so when i'm stepping up to the fucking plate man i better knock that shit out the park bro okay every time
0: every single time
1: even if i land short bro at least i gave it my best effort
0: yeah, and that's all you could kind of ask of yourself too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've not everything I direct or everything that I do is a home run, but I gave it my best effort.
0: Yeah, like you were saying earlier, it's kind of like playing your odds too. Like obviously, every single performance, whether you're an athlete, whether you're creative, is not going to be a banger. Yeah, you know what I mean. But what is that going to do? Stop you from from doing it?
1: Right. If you know you're capable and you're growing. Why stop yourself?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Uh, this I don't want to say it's a challenge. I would I would just say it's a it's a new movement you're doing <laughs> up with with this TikTok Yo, content yeah. three sixty five um, movement you got going on. Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing and what your goal is with that?
1: Honestly, my goal with this that I wrote down in twenty twenty three. I mean twenty twenty three. My goal with this that I wrote down in December of 2022, by the end of the year, I wanted to have 10,000 TikTok followers. I thought it was going to take the entire year to get to that. Wow. Yeah. And that's that's all it was. I wanted to do an experiment by casually posting on TikTok 365 days. And this is what happened. (laughs) All of this shit is a surprise to me. You know, I've had Instagram since what? 2012? Yeah. I had Instagram since 2012 and it took me what is it? 11 years? <laughs> 11 years to get 22,000 followers or so, whatever it may be, 21,000, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. I never really cared. Like I'm working with some of the hottest fucking talent and brands in the world. So why do I care to put myself out there? Like I I'm happy doing what I do and just I'm grinding away. And I thought it would be a fun experiment to take everything that I to take everything that I implement in my professional life but now I'm not just the director but I'm the talent as well. And it's been interesting. for the first time in your life too, right?
0: Uh, and actually you were you were a musician before <laughs> this and you were the talent.
1: So but <laughs> I actually explained it in a documentary I never intended to be a rapper. I never wanted to be a, a rapper in my later years in life i had literally made that because i had no other friends to make music videos around
0: oh so you're like practicing on yourself basically yeah
1: okay and uh people just so happen to like it and so i continued on with it but it was just another way to take video selfies <laughs> how else bro and, and that's how i started making my own music videos i mean my that's how i started making music videos for others or people would ask me yo who does your music videos i do i set it up on a tripod or i tell my homies to hold the camera a certain way and move it a certain way i i, I write out the scenes and i edit it they're they like yo could you make mine and i would just do it for free for all the homies and eventually i started getting paid 150 200 for a video a full fucking music video. wow yeah <laughs> Bro, I was doing $150 music videos, bro. I thought getting paid $400 to do a music video was a lot of money. Bro, what? Yeah. P- pr- top price went up, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yesterday's price is not yeah, today's price. Yeah, that, that was crazy. And, and I stopped rapping. I was like, I ain't got to fucking rap no more, man. Yeah. I got friends who could really rap. hmm And you guys are going to pay me like 200 dollars to do these? <laughs> Say less. Yeah. Yeah, and man. And that was a part of your journey. That was part of it and um so yeah it was like my first you know all those years combined has culminated into what i put into my TikTok tock yeah people keep telling me to do youtube man i'm not gonna do youtube so stop asking <laughs> me to do youtube i i work a real job bro so <laughs> i can't do TikTok, instagram and youtube man yeah. I, it's just too much i think one day One day I will do YouTube, but, you know, when I'm not doing the 365 thing, the goal is to make one or two, maybe three pieces of intentional content in a month, and I just live, do my thing, work my job. But in order to build this this following of people seeing, it's all a new audience, actually, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, in order to show people... I got what it takes like i just gotta flood the streets yeah which you're, you're not
0: just flooding it you're flooding it with quality shit too thank you it's kind on. of i think bro no it's <laughs> I, I mean if you haven't checked his content out for those of you listening whether you don't know who ap is or whether you just haven't seen his tiktok yet i'll drop a link in the description but i mean the man is a filmmaker, but his shit is like a one, and it's refreshing. It's it's not like the other TikTok videos you see. It's refreshing content, and uh, yeah, it's just it's quality too. So, how much work does it take to 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 make these videos? Because I mean, you have to be doing it consistently for obviously the entire year. So how how what are some of the challenges that come
1: along with with this uh, TikTok? content i only want to stay a couple of weeks ahead because everything's always changing you know whether it be current events or how i'm feeling or where i'm at i could just shoot everything and be a month or two ahead of time but yeah, so many things change you know so i just i want to stay current um that's step one step two is my goals are aligned properly like i i have the right the way i approach it is different than content creators and thankfully for me i've had great guidance shout out to to ray shout out to Shayna. shout out to my girlfriend they've all had a hand in steering me into the right direction how so my goal isn't to go viral my goal is just to be me you know my girl sam she'd been telling me to do this since last year It's like your life is interesting. Like you do X, Y, Z that people want to know the behind the scenes of. Why don't you make content around it? And there was such a negative stigma behind content creator that I had in my mind. Yeah. That I've seen. It's just so played and so tired, especially in this space, you know? Yeah. And I'll get to that later. Like the originality aspect, like, bro, I'm a motherfucking film director the fuck I look like being a content creator and that's just real man and, and I'm not looking at it as a content creator I'm just making films you know I'm I'm showing my photography and I think people can sense that it's genuine you know I, I've had so Shayna is part of my team also and she, she plays so many positions she's pushed me since last year you know she's project managed managed been my publicist for for so many of the projects that i've done in 2022 she had just allowed me to uh i don't know just just stay on track you know like we talk every day Mm -hmm. um and just big shout out to ray he's a talent manager and uh, he just gave me really good advice you know like what my why is you know and my biggest gripe with the space of video content creators or photography content creators everybody wants to go viral everybody wants numbers there's a viral piece of content people consume it and they recreate it somebody has a preset pack they see somebody else is making a lot of money off of this preset pack there's like hundreds of the same preset pack that's just floating around getting rebranded right I'm And none of that is inspiring. Like, there's so many different forms of this is why you should buy this camera. This is why this camera will make you better. This is why you should get this. This is why I I did to achieve this. And everybody is just a bunch of different spawns of the same person. (laughs) Yeah. It's played. And my favorite YouTubers, man, like, they don't post consistently anymore. And so many of them are so burnt out. I'm happy Casey Neistat is back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude one of the ghosts incredible yeah you know he 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 kind of started posting again but you know it just so i wanted to make something through my perspective through my lens who's a kid that felt like i had the I, i'm not a nepo baby yeah it's a fact. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so when you're in the film industry, entertainment industry, whatever it is, you're, you're grandfathered in. You know, some of the biggest folks are grandfathered in. Yeah, rich parents funded their production company, bought their cameras. A lot of these popular TikTokers that I see in this space is of a certain, uh how can I say? You know, fuck this, I'm not gonna get say canceled. It, right. A lot of these motherfuckers, rich, white, and privileged. <laughs> you know, I've say seen. <laughs> So when people tell me like, oh, you must be another one of them rich kids whose parents paid for all your gear so you can just create art that makes you no money. Man, shit's a compliment because that's the people I'm competing against. And I just want to tell folks who are like me, you know, whether you're a kid of an immigrant family, person of color, or you might not have to be a person of color. It's an uphill battle. But look at me, bro. Shit, I worked in Nike. Shit, I worked with Adidas. Should I fucking worked with some of the hottest artists in existence, and that will ever exist. Yeah. If I could do it, so can you, man. If I could figure this shit out, everything that I've ever learned about this film industry shit and how to use a camera and storytelling was free by trial and error. And I'm just trying to be the person I wish I knew when I was 18 or 19 and lost with a fucking camera, thinking that better gear was gonna make me better films when it doesn't, and just guide the younger me in the right direction. Like, look at me, I am the hope. Mm. Like, thankfully, there, there's, thankfully there's more of a, uh, what is the word? Not variety, what's something that's uh. What's another <laughs> diverse? Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, there's more diversity in this space nowadays. But, I see you what know. you mean now. Okay. Like stories from people who have a following. Isn't very diverse, you know what I mean? And now, you know, I, I enjoy the inclusion. Like I would love to see what somebody who doesn't look like me makes. It's such an interesting look into their perspective, into their culture, whatever it may be, and through just through their lives. I mean, that's what storytelling is, whether it's with a photo or a video. There's more of an appetite for that type. Um, For me. For you, yeah. For me, you know, an, I think a certain demographic of people love seeing unrelatable skiing in the Alps, you know, vacation and wherever you know in turks there's a certain demographic for that but me and chaz my business partner in loopy watermelon man we're, i feel like we represent the bigger piece of the pie who aspires to be where these people are mm-hmm. and um yeah i just want to be an example of if i can do it if we can do it me and my friends can do it like You can, too. And this shit's free. Just trial and error, man. Yeah. And I'm not gatekeeping no information. And I feel like people can sense that.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of your content speaks towards, too, right? Like, you're giving free game on whether it's filmmaking advice. You're breaking down, like, videos that you've directed and how you did it. You're giving uh details about how you get you got certain shots done and then also like you're you're also replying to everybody i noticed within the videos too so you're not just like acting salesy like you're trying to sell somebody something like you're just here to actually
1: help people out yeah man that's a goal you know whether it was you know with my galleries prior or my instagram post prior i just try to be the role model that i wish i i knew when i was at the younger and lost ages <laughs> ripe ages of not knowing what to do with my camera and this uh talent i wanted to build yeah and that's my concept it's just simple just free game free game if i learn it for free honestly you can learn it for free it's just patience perseverance practice that's a lot of peas it's a lot I'm of peas pushing pea pushing a lot
0: of peas right now ap man that that's <laughs>
1: honestly all it is man you know i and mind you i'm I'm not at the top of the industry but i can live a comfortable life you know you can show your parents like this is a real job you can really do this and you don't have to be self-made bro you can work corporately under whatever company or umbrella doing some creative work like it exists you don't have to follow what your parents idea of what the american dream is because the american dream is different for everybody you know and and uh there's so many people who i run into who are my age that say man i wish i had made that career path decision back back in the day and and did something different and now they feel like they got to live this life of mundane misery until the day they die when honestly they don't have to i mean yeah. it's scary to change but you know i think it some people all it takes is that that little that little push like you could do this because i've definitely received that push by a lot of people and who am i not to continue paying that forward to the people who helped me along the way have you ever been in situations where you wanted to quit
0: or you didn't know if you could do it anymore
1: no never, never. reached a burnout point no wow i love this shit too much okay yeah (laughs) i mean there's been points where i hated the job that i was doing like you were saying but no never at one point did i feel like giving up okay yeah
0: i think going back to what you were saying too about those that are saying things about you that aren't true in regards to being set up for this life that you have now and and receiving some type of funding from like your parents or whatever and taking it as a compliment. I I see what you're saying because back before you were popping or, or just having the sort of stature success you have now, like folks, folks weren't saying that, you know what I mean? Like the reason why they're saying that now is because you've created a life for yourself that allows people to even hate on you in that way. Like look at LeBron, bro. How many people hate on LeBron? If LeBron wasn't LeBron, yeah. if he was a bench player, if he was a six a six man, like. Nobody would care. Nobody would be saying yeah. this
1: shit about him. Yeah. the Yeah, so I take it as a compliment. It's like, mm-hmm. sick. If that's what it looks like to you, cool. <laughs> but, man, I'll I work hard, man. I'll work hard because I am scared of being broke again. Yeah, especially when you came from
0: that life. Yeah. You know what it feels like. You don't ever want to go back to it.
1: Never. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm.
0: So what I was going to ask you, what type of content can we expect from you on that, that channel? I know some of it you talked about was free game. I know I've seen some, uh, some different short films
1: and, and whatnot. I have a rough plan. But as corny as it sounds, I just, just want to make what I enjoy. Okay. I don't want it to feel like I'm forcing out my subject matter. Okay. Like when I went to, the, I went to this Fast and the Furious event i was genuinely excited it's like sick i'm gonna just take iphone footage make a voiceover make a vlog like no that, shot list going into it nothing like no that. it's just i had i had crafted you know an intention behind it mm-hmm. my, my intention was you're my plus one but you know and and it just came naturally i don't have a set plan <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i don't i have rough ideas um, I want to make original short films for my TikTok. And that's that's just about it. It's Like what you said, it's a free game. You ain't never gonna find me selling no motherfucking classes. You ain't never gonna find me selling shit to you that I don't use myself. Yeah. And I don't use nobody's shit. So I ain't selling you nobody's shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's so many uh, people always ask me, how do you color your stuff? What's the LUT pack? Share it. LUT is... Um, Stands for lookup table. And I don't fucking use them, man. All these people who are selling these LUT packs and color presets, they're not professional colorists. I mean, there's some. There are some and they're fucking great and I've tried them. Um, but they differ from camera to camera. A lot of times they're made for red cameras, RE cameras, but I'm not shooting with that shit on a day to day basis. Fuck no. I'm using my iPhone. And truth be told, all those films that you've seen and that everybody's seen, 1500 hundred dollar camera wow all of them. four years old i got it in 2018 i shoot in 4k i don't even shoot raw it doesn't even have autofocus <laughs> i just set the shit up on a tripod no flashy transitions no gimmicks no overlays just i don't know how familiar you are with edits mm-hmm. but there's no flashy effects
0: yeah it's just, just cuts cuts
1: straight cuts just cuts it's all you need
0: so what do you think it is that, that differentiates yours from your content from other?
1: Telling a story. Okay. It's always been what it's about. Even back when I was shooting music videos for myself, there was a purpose. There was an intent. When I was shooting music videos for, you know, even like the the local artists back home who are not local anymore, you know what I mean? we We would have video concepts. Let's start out with you waking up and trying to get to this party and you run into all of these all of these things that get into your way stopping you from getting to this party and you finally show up to this party and the party's over it's a story people want to follow i mean that's the reason why anybody continues watching a movie Mm. there's a formula to storytelling which i will i'm going to break down eventually but it's really simple if you read books watch movies it should be really really simple, simple for you to tell a story it has almost nothing to do with cinematography it helps absolutely coloring helps but those are com- just
0: tools right yeah
1: when it comes down to the story you're trying to tell you got to make it interesting enough for them to want to follow this could be read or it could be watched yeah however way it's consumed it's, it's all about telling a story from your perspective I think
0: that applies to so many different aspects, too, and so many different mediums. Like, you take that same concept, you can tell a story through music, you can mm-hmm. tell a story as you do through film, you can tell a story on a podcast like I do, you can tell a story through...
1: Through dance, and so many things. Through painting.
0: Yeah. So, really, what I'm taking from that is applying storytelling to whatever the medium is, and that's what kind of will separate you from the
1: mundane content that... The mindless content. Oh, man. There's a lot of it yeah i can't even tell you how many people do the uh i used to actually own this camera the fuji x100v love that camera fuji don't (laughs) i still want a sponsorship (laughs) by y'all fuji i still want to be a a a creator partner whatever y'all fucking have i love fuji cameras that's all i use but there's been this resurgence of uh using this older fuji digital camera that emulates film and everybody's bought it thinking that it's going to make them a better photographer and everybody does this trend of let me show you my camera and then the pictures that i took with this camera oh, yeah. all the fucking photos look exactly the same yeah it tells me no story other than you know how to copy somebody mm. there's no different perspective yeah so my goal is to tell my stories from my perspective and not to say my perspective is better it's just different yeah like if i handed you a camera your story that you tell is different if you understand yourself if you understand the message you're trying to deliver it's it should be interesting to people because it's it's, i mean that's what we like about art no matter what medium it is you know you look at all these great artists in the museum like the way they looked at the world was so different and that's what made it interesting they all had the same tools they all painted a sunny day or an ocean differently yeah and everything looks the fucking same because they saw one person go viral now they all want to fucking go viral so they can get fucking paid to be a content creator. And it, that's just not how it works.
0: And it's it's almost like a get-rich, even if it works, it's a get-rich-quick scheme. It's, not, it's yeah. not, there's no
1: longevity in it. No, because you're not building your own voice. I feel like I found my voice and my voice is also constantly changing and evolving.
0: Yeah. Find
1: it, your voice. Don't copy somebody else's voice because it's working for them.
0: Yeah. And if you choose that lifestyle gimmicks and trends you're gonna always have to follow the gimmicks and trends to stay relevant
1: yeah and there's nothing wrong with doing the trends there's so many tiktok trends i love man and uh, <laughs> dumb ways to die i love that dumb ways, dumb ways to die so many dumb oh, ways oh yeah to die. it's just people like just eating shit yeah. <laughs> falling off of cliffs you know falling off of slides or like bloopers yeah it's hilarious I love these trends, but, you know, they're just not for me. And, and as somebody who wants to be inspired by the content they consume, you know, I, I'll, I'm just setting out to create that, the content that I wished I could see from other creators. And there's a lot of creators out there who make great stuff. For sure, yeah, just not enough of it. And you know, I think I tell it a little differently. Absolutely. Yeah. And something else you've been
0: doing too is like a foodie
1: page with your girl as well, right? Yeah, it's my favorite thing. The favorite
0: thing out of everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite thing. the The food page that me and my girl have is my favorite content to create. Because boy, look at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not well bro you look good now like you look a lot every year since i've seen you you progressively look looked looked better but even from when i saw you not when i saw you because i've seen you before, since then but last time you're on the show like you've completely
1: changed your your lifestyle in terms of health right yeah man you know i i've lost some loved ones due to health reasons mm-hmm. unhealthy eating and uh you know also they say that being in a loving and healthy relationship makes you gain weight that relationship weight if you do that's cool you know i gained my five to ten pounds but shit, man i lost 40. she lost 40 now yeah i think i met i met sam when i was at like 252 260 250 260. Mm. i think my heaviest i was like 262 and i'm down to 211 Wow, two eleven. Yeah, congratulations, bro. Let me give
0: you your flowers on that. Thank you. That's, man. When, that's amazing.
1: When, when your girl fine as hell, man. When she looks good, <laughs> ain't no way I'm getting left for a motherfucker who's ripped, bro. <laughs> as soon as you, as soon as you got with her, you're like, let me hit the gym or what? Nah, I, I was already on this journey. You know, at oh, okay. my at my heaviest, I was like three hundred two, three hundred five my weights fluctuated depending on uh you know just what i was doing in my life how much time i was able to allocate to going to the gym and getting healthy what food options there were for you know that i could afford you know time that i had to cook and diets diets just don't fucking work it's not sustainable yeah i fucking eat anything i want bro everything i want Dude, losing weight is so simple
0: what is your what is the formula for you
1: eat less eat less less. lower portions yeah you can eat fucking anything you want if you are consuming less calories than you are burning you will lose weight you can lose water weight by eating less carbs you know eating less sodium but you're not burning fat Mm. one of my favorite pages actually actually shout out to him one of my favorite pages is evidence-based training this is dude from australia and he preaches shit that i live by is that on ig uh he's on instagram okay but he's huge on tiktok Just okay huge dude fucking ripped well, actually he's not ripped he's toned he's cut he's really really cut um good looking dude too man so he's yeah. like <laughs> this man knows what he talking about <laughs> yeah shit i mean if he you, if you're if you look healthy you look good you mm-hmm. know and and no Part of my life, did I ever feel like I looked good? <laughs> really? Because I, I was confident. Yeah, you've always had confidence. I've always had confidence, but I, I never looked in the mirror, was like, "This motherfucker look hella good." No, never. Interesting. Nah, I, I, I still don't feel like that, but I think I'm getting closer. I mean, bro, you're fucking ripped. I'm sure you look bro, into the you. mirror. You be looking in the mirror like. That's that boy right there. <laughs> I think it, bro, I, with that said, I appreciate that, too. Thank
0: you. I received that. I think it's a lifestyle type of thing. Just having been an athlete my whole entire life, it's just like it's a part of me to be in a healthy and fit lifestyle. So it almost is a is a side effect of it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And, uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm making strides towards to getting to that point and that guy evidence-based training he preaches just eat less calories like going keto it'll help speed up that process intermittent fasting yeah sure that's fucking great but all of these are just i'm not a nutritionist or a science dietitian whatever scientist dietitian whatever (laughs) fucking i don't know what the fuck (laughs) you call these people i ain't no doctor but all of these you know fad diets are just Ways to get you to eat less calories, Mm. even Ozempic, just in different languages. Yeah, I have friends who are on Ozempic, and uh, fucking, they lose weight. What is that? It's just like an injection to. Oh. They they do. They use it for like diabetics to consume less food and less sugar intake or whatever. But it's just a. It's an appetite suppressant. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I started out taking appetite suppressants, not Ozempic, but. Mm-hmm. i take probiotics i take fucking daily vitamins fish oil all these things it, it helps me but ultimately if i take these things and i overeat and in a week's time i'm eating more calories and i'm burning shit i'm gonna gain weight it's so simple yeah people say eat more fats less carbs don't eat fats eat more carbs Bo, there are more calorie dense food depending on you know you, you could eat a cookie that has fucking 300 calories or you can eat like a smaller portion of chicken and broccoli that probably has fucking less calories in your entire cookie but you're gonna feel full yeah you know what i mean it's, it's so simple just eat less calories
0: yeah you don't have to overcomplicate it because mm-hmm. once you overcomplicate it that's what makes it harder for
1: you to follow the diet in general yeah. and then you hop off the diet where you weren't eating any carbs when your fucking body starts consuming carbs and retaining that fucking water Or all that extra sodium that that you were fucking holding out on, you're going to be pissed. You're going to be like, fuck, my body is shocked again. Yeah. Just eat whatever the fuck you want. Just less of it. It's so (laughs) simple. I love that outlook on it. You don't have to make it so hard for yourself. No, man. I mean, I I eat less red meat, but I mean, I I love fish, though. So (laughs) it doesn't hurt me to fucking eat less red meat. But if I wanted a fucking steak, I'm fucking eating that steak, bro. (laughs) And. I hate the saying, what works for you doesn't work for somebody else. Bro. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Just fuck you. I, If you eat less calories than you're fucking burning, I promise you it's going to work. There's yeah. not a single person in fucking existence who has consumed less calories than they're burning and has gained fucking weight.
0: <laughs> it's like a fact. It's a scientific fact. Like, yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: yeah i hate that saying bro like yeah man that might work for you but not for me bitches because you hungry yeah you're not truly doing it for yourself you fucking be eating bro like yeah we've all been there bro and and like as i'm still big but as like an ex morbidly obese person (laughs) ex morbidly obese, dude it's so simple yeah and that's you know in, in that food page man i just get to indulge i don't eat everything that you see on camera i fucking box up half of it me and sam eat the rest later Mm. we just love good food yeah i'm not about to let a diet tell me what i can and can't enjoy because i want to be fucking pescatarian for weight loss purposes yeah
0: just live your life bro too (laughs) there's no
1: way i'm giving up fucking raw fish got me fucked up (laughs) hell no
0: yeah and i mean to go back to the foodie page like i've tried a few of the places that you put on there and every time just not disappoint y'all don't miss like at all on those recommendations.
1: Thank you. You hear that, babe?
0: Yeah. Listen, I I've been I'm a follower of the foodies page. What is it called? What is the handle?
1: I think we're foodies. I think we're foodies. And yeah. Just, that came about because we're we're not foodies, but like we enjoy eating good food. And we'll be real, you know. Like if there's something that we didn't like, or you know that could have been better, like a, a better dish, we'll, we'll tell people. And we've said it. Yeah. It's like this is what to order. This is what not. No, I don't say not to order, but if you prefer this, you this will work for you. It's such a dope thing to do with your partner too. You know what I mean?
0: Like bonding over food.
1: Yeah, we love to eat, man.
0: You guys like the same shit, or is it? Is there is there something you guys don't necessarily agree on in terms of food?
1: Nah, I, we're pretty open to everything. The only thing I won't eat is like octopus. Octopus. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't care for oysters. She wants me to really try oysters, but I'll I'll try it. Or shit. Yeah, I'm open minded to it. Why not? Yeah. What is a What is it
0: like being in a serious relationship for you now? How's that kind of shifted your? Man, that's such a crazy question. Life.
1: <laughs> What's it like being in a serious relationship? I've never looked at it as. A, I'm really? not saying it's not serious. It's just like. I guess it could be looked at as a serious relationship, but it's it's just a relationship, bro. Like she's my yeah. fucking best friend. That's my life partner. That's my dog, and that's just somebody that I can see later down the line like mm-hmm. that's really my dog like i love her yeah there's no other way to put it like i never looked at it as like i want to be in a serious relationship with you and, and i'm gonna respect her and the relationship within like a s- serious relationship boundaries but we just we just treat each other with, with respect prior to meeting sam my goals were always the same saving up for my future my future kid school Cause we sending them to private school for, oh, you you already started on that. Ben. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's
0: also, that's how you break generational curses right there. Yeah.
1: In an investment account, there is tuition just paid for already. I love to hear that King. Um, my goal was to just be the man, you know, like there's roles that men got to do, man. It's, It's taking care of the family by any means necessary. And I was always prepared for that prior to meeting her. You just, as you finally, you met her. Yeah. Like, you just, you were, you were prepared to
0: meet the person. You just hadn't met that person yet, and now.
1: Yeah. I, I was always working towards those goals, and, and she just happened to, we happened to cross paths. And it's, it worked out. We both don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. You know, uh, there's so many things that we align on culturally, views. And she just inspires me. Mm. in so many different ways. Yeah. Love seeing her grow. Um we just push each other to be better versions of ourselves. Yeah. And that's what you want out of a partner, you know. It's it's not the lust that you would uh, you would think when you were younger. Granted, she's hot as fuck. 10 out of 10. Smoke show. Mm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, there's so many greater things. than than, than just that
0: that aren't surface level yeah yeah yeah.
1: she like pulled things out of me that i didn't realize that i had within me but you know we we give each other the the freedom to do as we please you know like she wants to go take a trip somewhere she wants to go somewhere like we not on no fucking you need to tell me everything leash like i trust you you trust me we're gonna live our lives like I believe in like the venn diagram like this is my life this is her life and we shared the relationship in the middle i think a lot of relationships falter and become they become boring or stale because their lives are just one life yeah you're still individuals within that relationship that's very important Mm -hmm. she's got her goals and her aspirations that she's working towards and i got mine and if there's any way where we can help each other you know and and the the paths cross to to push each other then we will but if not it's like you don't want to lose yourself to one identity
0: yeah yeah
1: very well said man i love this new stage for you bro i can (laughs) tell like uh you got a good
0: thing going for yourself with her and and everything else that's going on for you right now and as we said bro you deserve it all so i'm glad Mm. to see that everything happening for you is uh is coming to fruition and and all your work is continuing to pay off for yourself and just how you look at life and how you take on these challenges i think speaks a lot about yourself and also like gives inspiration for people listening people like myself like there's been some monumental changes that have happened to you whether it's with your father's passing and i appreciate you being vulnerable about that on here as well but for you to just take it in stride, you know what I mean? And um, obviously you probably grieved in, in your own way, but yeah. you know what I mean? To look at the silver lining and things and to have it motivate you um, moving forward, I think is a good example for others to follow, including myself.
1: Yeah, man, you, you have to, you know, being sad about something you can't change is, isn't gonna help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, Feel your feelings that you have to, but I mean, if you can't change something, learn, accept, adapt, move on. Just, I mean, you, what else can you do
0: yeah well said well what do you have uh next going on for you anything you'd like to plug any uh any like any work coming out soon or any any collabs we should know about Mm.
1: i think i'm plugging less of the people that i'm working with and i just want people to watch the content that i make the original content okay yeah so that's just that's just the TikTok. um i haven't announced it yet I originally wanted to do it anonymously, but uh, starting food stuff, like food business. Food business? What? You know. Let's go. Empanadas Empanadas. are usually seen as like a Spanish or Latin food, right? Mm -hmm. South America or Spain, right? Yeah. Central, South America, all that. Great. But you see, the Philippines was colonized by Spain. There's so many... There's so many, uh, what is, what's a word? It's not fusion, um, not inspiration. There's so many dishes. There's so many Filipino dishes that are derived from like Spanish descent because of the cross pollination that we have our own empanadas. Oh, oh A oh lot of God, people man. don't know yeah, that I Filipino didn't. empanadas exist. I didn't. There is a Filipino empanada recipe passed down by my grandma. And both of my grandmas were actually chefs in the Philippines that had their own restaurants before they moved here. You know, when my dad passed, I got to try that empanada again. I was like, dude, this is life changing. Wow. There, there's no way that people, the world should be held out yeah. know, by these amazing empanadas. Sam tried it. You know, I had some friends try it. Family tried it. And they are just like, this is crazy. I learned how to make it. And uh, we're gonna step into the empanada business.
0: What's that's crazy? Yeah, it's it's got a story yeah. behind it too.
1: Yeah, man. The name of it is a uh, empa mama. Empa mama. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. I love that. Yeah, because we called our grandma mama. Empa mama. Yeah, that's what I love. So that it's name. like empanada mama. empamama. It's kind
0: of yeah. like how fuck fu spots be having those uh those um
1: like fuck him long. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Having yeah. the like if you know you know type <laughs> yeah. shit. So stepping into that so that's going to be a fun little adventure you know and these are all just darts at the dartboard yeah if i don't hit a bullseye at least i tried man i'm, I'm giving everything everything i got i love to hear that and you also have a new llc a digital marketing uh yeah.
0: new business as well right
1: yeah that too both brand new llc's new companies trying this out this year
0: man i don't know how you do it you do a lot of things
1: and time management time
0: management okay
1: time blocking time blocking i'd wake up make my schedule everything has a time
0: and being intentional with that time
1: Mm -hmm. if i don't finish it within that time it's done i gotta try to pick it up again the next day because i got other shit i got to take care of but usually i finish it okay
0: yeah man a lot going on for you lots to watch out for i'm excited to see what these turn into also it, i'm gonna plug this again if you're not following ap on tiktok you can kind of follow this entire journey that you're on on yeah. that page so continue to tap in there i'm gonna be tapped in and man we're gonna do a round four sometime yeah. in the near future too bro so i appreciate you coming on here dropping gems as always giving a free game and thank you for just being who you are and allowing us to uh get a peep into your life
1: man thank you again for having me bro it was fun
0: absolutely man well from ambiance creative ambiance this is levi ap checking out for a
1: third time we'll see you guys next time later peace